Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sweet Things Podcast. I'm Kara. And I'm Kateri. And today we have a super fun episode where we interviewed Kyleen Rodriguez, who is a local influencer and content creator here in Arizona. She has over 12,000 subscribers on YouTube and followers on Instagram. And she's a first-time mother to her adorable one-year-old baby boy, Rocky. So you definitely don't want to miss this episode. Yes, and if you want to follow Kyleen on social media... You can find her on Instagram at Kyleen Rael at K-I-L-E-A-N-R-Y-E-E-L on YouTube at Kyleen Rodriguez. And to catch up on her past podcast episodes, you can find it at Go Get It Girl Podcast. But you definitely should follow her because her content is super cute and her son Rocky is really cute too. Yeah, he is the most adorable thing ever. I love following her. She's seriously one of my favorite people to follow on social media just period she's so good um yeah it was honestly such a good interview a really fun episode she talked a lot about motherhood and um keeping her relationship with her husband healthy and just a lot of really fun things and yeah and I really enjoyed how she had a lot of different takes on things than the normal responses you hear from people which was really interesting and I also feel like it was refreshing to hear a different view on things than from what other people I feel like normally say you know yeah on social media you see everything like everyone kind of says the same thing but I feel like Kyleen with us and like just on her channels and on her like platforms and channels in general she's really authentic and she just is very honest about being real with how things are with raising a child and with her relationship and things like that but she's also very positive and it's you know she has a good balance of both Mm -hmm. which she talks about as well so I think it was awesome to have her perspective here for us yeah so without further ado let's get into the episode hi Kyleen it is so nice to finally meet you welcome to the sweet things podcast Hi, you guys. I am so happy to be here. I haven't been on another podcast, I don't think ever, so this is super exciting for me. (laughs) I'm really excited about this episode, and I think it's going to be a fun chat, so. I can't wait. (laughs) If you don't mind, maybe just uh, telling us who you are for anyone that might not know. Okay, Um, I don't know how detailed to go on this, so I'll I'll just start with something, but my name is Kyleen. I am 26 years old. Um, I am married to my husband, Nathaniel. We met in high school, actually, and we are going on 10 years of dating. Um, we just had a, a baby. Well, I guess he's not baby anymore because he just turned one. His name is Rocky. And um, as far as like I, my personal life goes, currently I am doing YouTube, um, just trying to pursue content creation and just being able to work and be a mom simultaneously which has been a very (laughs) interesting battle to figure out. But that is kind of where I'm at now. I have a whole different background of going from doing nutrition work to a photographer to this. So my my career has been kind of all over the place. But that is where I'm at now. I don't know how much more in detail you would like me to go into, but yeah. Yeah, no, that was perfect. That was perfect introduction. Yeah. Your Instagram is really cute. And so is your son. (laughs) Thank you so much. I, I, it's funny because I have my photography background, but I get so stressed with Instagram. I don't know why I'm like, it's so hard for me, but mm-hmm. it's fun to take photos when he's up for it. But these days it's getting a little bit harder. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So 
Kyleen is my brother Steven's best friend's sister. And I don't know if we've ever actually met in person, but when like Bryce would talk about how his nephew was being born. So when he was born, I saw him on Kyleen's Instagram and I was like, I need to follow her because he's like the cutest <laughs> baby ever. And I just can't not see his progression because he's adorable. Oh, thank and, you. Yeah. And, we're pretty lucky with him. I'm like, I don't know how we, I don't know how he's my son, but <laughs> pretty obsessed with him. <laughs> so I want to get into a little bit of like your content creation, like I know you have a podcast and you are on Instagram and YouTube. Do you have a favorite platform to create on? And like, what's your favorite about each one, I guess? Okay. So yes, my favorite is YouTube. And I feel like it's because I am able to be pretty creative, but also be as vulnerable as I would like and just really get to like connect with people on a different level. I don't feel like any other platform kind of has that communication. I don't know if it's the video aspect or what, um, but yeah, I really enjoy it. And it's funny because I can go into detail later if you'd like, but I've tried to do YouTube for years. Like I've tried multiple times. I think the first time I tried was in 2016 and it wasn't until I got pregnant with Rocky that I felt like I found like my, I don't know how to say the, the word niche, niche, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just really allowed me to connect with moms, like literally from all over the world, which has been so cool. And I just feel like motherhood and transitioning into motherhood has been a lot harder than I expected. And sometimes it can feel very lonely. So I just love that aspect of being able to not feel like I'm by myself in this journey. So I would definitely say YouTube. Um, so it's kind of in a weird position right now, but my podcast, I actually haven't been recording for the past month or so. Um, I'm not really sure that we're going to continue it, which is kind of a bummer, but Abby and I are kind of just going in different directions in life and she just got super busy with traveling and we haven't really touched base on what we're going to do with it, but I really enjoyed podcasting too. Um, I would actually say that's my second favorite over Instagram too, because again, like you can just talk so freely and have such a good conversation. Although the part that I feel like is missing with podcasting is the return and what people think about what you're talking about and having like kind of a two-sided conversation. I really wish that they would have like a comment section or something like that with podcasting. Mm -hmm. um, because if not, you have to kind of just pull in Instagram or a different social media platform to get that. And recently, since I haven't been posting, um, some people have been messaging me on Instagram and they're just like, Hey, like, where's your podcast? And I'm like, I didn't even know you listened. Like, <laughs> so it's just kind of a harder one to connect, but I really like the concept of it. I think it's so fun to just talk and get into like deep conversations. Um, and then as far as Instagram goes, I really like it too. I feel like you get little glimpses of people's daily life. Um, my favorite part about it is stories for sure. Cause I feel like that's easiest for me to post on. I feel like I can get on and there's not like this huge expectation for it. Um, but that's also another place where I connect a ton with other moms and other people just kind of going through the same stage of life. And that is super cool too. So I feel like the biggest like thing with all of them is just connecting to people and just going through this journey, not alone. Mm -hmm. So how do you know what to share, when to share? Like what, how do you decide what you share? And do you ever like feel like you're sharing too much or where to draw the line in the content you share? Yeah, that part has actually recently gotten a little bit harder for me. Um, I feel like at the beginning, there wasn't a lot of people watching. So I didn't really care what I shared because I was just like, 
I'm just going to share what like I would tell my best friend because why not? You know, no one's really on the other side making a comment. Um, and now as it has grown, I mean, it's not grown too big, but it's definitely gotten opinions from people that I do not know and do not know me. And it does make me a little bit more hesitant, especially just thinking about Rocky's side of things and like how he could go back and watch this kind of stuff and just like see what I'm saying about him and our relationship. Um, and so I'm trying to find that balance right now. Um, I never share anything personal about him that if I were him, I wouldn't want shared, if that makes sense. But a huge thing I feel like that helped me grow was being honest and vulnerable and real about my experience. And so that's kind of a hard line for me because I want to be real and I want to share like what's on my heart, but a lot of times that gets too personal and sometimes people make comments about it and it's really hard for me to receive them. And so I've been kind of pulling back a little bit. Um, I've also been struggling with like trying to figure out if I'm being negative about things and in the process of sharing, if that makes sense, because I don't ever want to come off as negative, but I also don't want to pretend like it's all rainbows and sunshines over here because it's definitely a huge transition. It's been the hardest one I've ever had in my life. And so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question, but I I currently don't really know, but there's definitely some hesitation when I go to posting and just making sure that it's not going to make me uncomfortable or my husband uncomfortable or my son or even just like extended relatives too. So yeah, that's, it's a hard balancing act. <laughs> yeah. I think you do a great job of showing like being really real and authentic with, you know, motherhood and the struggles, but also showing like how rewarding it is too and I think that's a hard balance but you do a really good job at that and that's why I love following you because it's not all it's not all negative but it's not all like sunshine and rainbows like you said cool well good that's what I want it to come <laughs> off the past so thank you I really appreciate that yes and we also wanted to touch base on working from home with a baby and like how you balance your work and life and taking best care of yourself and Rocky yeah that's another one I'm trying to figure out <laughs> um it has been an interesting journey. Um, I think what I'll do with my next kids will definitely be different than what I did with Rocky, but I was very intentional about when he was awake to not work because I really wanted to be present with him. And at the beginning, he slept a ton. So it was super easy to just have him up for 30, 45 minutes and then work for the next like two hours. But as he got older, his wake times were longer. And so it's been harder and harder. Um, just to give like a little explanation of how much time I have during the day is, so he naps from like 10 to about 12. Sometimes it's a little earlier, like maybe 11.30, 11.45. And then he naps from like 3.30 to like 4.30, maybe only like 4.15. So I have about, if it's a good day, I have three hours to myself during the day. And so that's really hard to get a full days of work done in that time. Um, but it's funny because becoming a mom, I have become so much more efficient with my work. I think before, like there was a lot of TV watching in between or scrolling on my phone or just getting distracted. And now I'm like, all right, I've got an hour and a half. That's all I can do. And so I'll just kind of like cram it in. Um, but a lot of times too, it's waking up before he wakes up to make sure that like, say I'm not working before then, but I'm doing some self-care things. So like I'll 
go to the gym or make sure I get a good breakfast in or something like that. And then it could be too staying up after he goes to sleep and working then. Um, I need to get better at that part because I feel like I'm just tired at the end of the day. Uh, but a lot of times I'll edit videos when he's asleep too, because it just is the only time that I find. Um, but that's something that I really feel like I'm going to need to ask for help soon. And I hope if anyone is a first time mom listening, that if they are like me and struggle with asking for help, that this like kind of hits them because you can't do it alone forever. Um, as I have more kids, there's no way I'll be able to continue working without help. And I always thought that I could do both no matter how many kids I had. And there's just no way. So I'm really hoping to find someone who can watch him even just like one day a week for like one of his wake periods, um, just to give me um, another three hours in the day, that would be super helpful. But yeah, it's really hard. And then to touch on just like the working from home aspect of it all, um, it's really hard to switch or flip switches really quick. So like, for an example, I literally put Rocky down at 9.55 and then I jumped on this call at 10. So it's like going from like nurturing mom, like getting him asleep to like, okay, you gotta like get your brain going and make sure you have like some valuable things to say. So it's, it's definitely hard to switch, but I've been doing it for a little while. And so I think with practice, it kind of gets a little bit easier. And of course there's so many pros to it. Like the fact that I can work at 8 PM if I want to, instead of 8 a.m. Um, I can start my day at any point, which is super nice. And I can end it whenever I want to. So there's definite pros and cons, but that's exactly why I do what I do because I want to have that flexibility and that luxury of being able to be with my son when he's awake and not have to send him off to a daycare every single day just so that I can provide. Um, and that was very intentional. I made sure that I was in a place to do that before I started having kids because that was the life that I wanted to live. Rambled too much on that one, but it's again, it's another balancing act that you just kind of have to like some days are more work focused and some days are no work at all. And it's just kind of can take the day as it comes. So it's great that you're able to work from home and have that time with him while he's young and everything. It's really Thank great. You. It's, <laughs> it's been something that I watched my mom. So my mom has seven kids. Um, we have a, a wow. big family. It's yeah, not a family a size that I don't ever dream of. It's too many kids for sure. <laughs> But I watched her just work really hard with us, but she wasn't able to work because there were so many of us and my dad was always at work. And so I really wanted to like try and create a different like balance between that where we still were able to do both, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So that's been like a huge driving force too, is like, I wanted to be like my mom in the sense that she was so present, but I also wanted to work and kind of feel like I was contributing in a different way. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is your favorite thing about having a kid just in general? <laughs> Ooh, the coolest thing about being a mom is watching your kid accomplish a task and just being mm. so proud of themselves. Like I just, I don't know how to explain it until you watch it. Cause you can watch a random kid, like put a ball in a hole and you're like, cool, <laughs> good job. But when it's your own kid and then they look at you and they're just like so excited that they were able to just do that, like small the task. It's so cool. And even just like right now, before um, I started recording, he was kind of fussy. And so I turned on Moana and I laid on the couch with him. And for like 15 minutes, he just laid on my chest. And like, there's just those parts of your day where you don't get that kind of like unconditional love that easily. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's really cool. I feel like too, as he gets older and like just watching him become like his own personality and like 
just go out in the world. I'm going to feel so proud. It's going to be <laughs> really cool to see, but yeah, I would definitely say that. Yeah, it definitely makes you appreciate, like, I've never even had a kid, but like our cousins are having babies now and just seeing everyone on social media. I'm like, I like, I don't know. You just learn to appreciate your parents so much more oh when gosh, you see yeah. all these people having babies, you know? It's mm-hmm. insane how many times I have told my mom, like, I didn't get it at all in like, thank you. And I don't know how you did it. Like it's you and you can even see it kind of to an extent, like you're saying, Kateri, before you have kids, but when you have your first kid, you're going to go to your parents and just be like, what the heck? Like you guys made that seem so easy. And yeah, it's a really cool thing that brings you closer to your parents. I mean, granted, if you have a good relationship with them, but um, yeah, it's really cool to appreciate that on a different level. Awesome. Um, I know you talked about this a tiny bit earlier, but we wanted to talk about finding your, we don't know how to say it either. My, my family <laughs> makes fun of me for saying niche. They say it's niche. I don't know. But do you have any suggestions on how to find like kind of where you belong in this space? We, we kind of struggle with like, you know, we like to talk about things we like, but also don't know what people like to hear from us type thing. Yeah. So if you have any suggestions, we would love to hear them. Yeah. So like I said before, I tried YouTube like three or four times before it actually clicked. Um, When I first started, I was into health and wellness and I was going to school for nutrition. And so that was very fitting to my life. And I was posting a lot of like workouts and like healthy eating and like that kind of thing. And I liked it, but there was something about it that wasn't like fully me. And I think it kind of comes off at the end because it wasn't something where everyone was like clicking with me easily. Um, And then I just started vlogging and sharing my life. And again, that kind of failed too. Like there was no niche I feel like with it all. Um, But I feel like the biggest thing is literally like you're saying, just share what you love. And if you love it, like share it hard and you'll find your people because that was me with motherhood. And it's funny because as a kid, like if someone asked me what you wanted to be as an adult I always said a mom and it's funny that that's like kind of what I'm doing and sharing as a career um but yeah I I don't think there's like any magic like with it besides just literally doing what you love and other people who love it too will catch on um of course with that too there's so many other little things because I feel like that's a very like broad statement um I do think with that you can have other little things too that you love that maybe don't necessarily coincide exactly like for example I like to share about home decor too which has nothing to do with parenthood at all but um I think that you can kind of group a few things that you like and maybe you just pay attention to what people seem to like the most um but I also think if you start to follow too much of what you think people will enjoy you kind of lose your own passion and it will start to show through as well um so yeah I I hope that answered that (laughs) oh yeah definitely and we know it takes time it's just sometimes it's hard when you don't get like like you said from podcasting you don't get that like interaction unless it's through Instagram or something so it's just you know figuring out what works for us and knowing that it takes time. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, podcasting is a whole nother thing where when we went into it, I didn't expect a return for like five years. Like, I think it's a whole different platform that is still newer, but again, it's really hard to connect with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what I think we're almost coming on two years. So 
if we're done, we did it for maybe like 22 months, 20 months or something like that. We didn't make a dime if I'm being completely honest. Like I put so much work into that thing and I came out negative, but I don't, I don't regret it. And I do think it connected to, or it connected me with a lot of people who were similar mindset as well. I think for that, for my end of it, um, the direction it was going was splitting from the way that my life was going. Because when I started it, it was all about like, go it. So it's called go get it girl podcast. So it was all about going after your dreams and accomplishing what you want. And the month after we started, I found out I was pregnant. So like that pulled me in a different direction, but I feel like I'm trying to get back to the whole, like stay consistent with it because if that is consistently what you like to talk about or share, again, your people are going to come. But if it's not, I feel like that's another part of just like building your career and your life is adjusting as your life adjusts and not always staying in this box that you put yourself into. Because first of all, the people who are viewing you are going to change too. And so they kind of like to see you progress and um, evolve to this person that you're going to be. But yeah, it just takes a lot of time. And like I said, I put in a ton of work for a long time. Something that did help me too was a YouTuber that was pretty big found one of my videos and she mm-hmm. shared it. And so that helped me a ton. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of just luck. Like I didn't do anything to reach out to her. I had been following her for years and she had no idea who I was, but I think part of that comes with some luck, but it wouldn't have happened unless I was being consistent, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, just keep at it. Cause I feel like if this is a direction you want to go, like I truly believe we live in such a unique world where we can do whatever we want to do, but that doesn't mean it doesn't come with a lot of effort, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasting is definitely, it's, it's a lot, but, and you definitely don't get that like instant gratification of like comments on a YouTube video or an Instagram post that likes right. or whatever. It would yeah, be cool if there was like a live chat or something yeah. that people could comment while they're listening, like you said. Yeah, they need to switch something like that because it's like not only do you need to get them to listen to your podcast, but then you have to get them to like follow you on Instagram to then maybe mm-hmm. comment on something. So it's a lot of like um, transferring over. So yeah, hopefully they'll improve it or improve it in some way soon. So it'll help people like you and I who yeah. are not big creators out here. We're just girls like trying to just go after it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any advice for first-time mothers? Oh, goodness. Yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) Um, My first thing that I feel like I would say to anyone is if you feel like your life just got flipped over and you're like feeling guilt for it, it is so normal. Um, I have always wanted to be a mom. Like there was no question. I would have gotten pregnant at like 20 if my husband would have let me. Like I've been ready for so long. And so when I had that feeling, I was like, wait, what is like wrong with me? Like it was really hard to accept the fact that I was struggling with just the lack of freedom and the huge life change and having so many people want people in my life that were in different seasons. And so I would definitely say like, if that's a feeling you're having, like just write it out because it is completely normal. Um, now moving forward to just like day-to-day things, I feel like you're going to get a lot of comments on what people think you should be doing and what they think you shouldn't be doing. And my biggest thing that I try my best to do is just to be confident in every decision that I make for my son or for my family. And if I don't feel confident, I will go research it. Like I've definitely looked into a lot of different things when it comes to like sleeping or eating or things that you wouldn't think are a big deal, but when it comes to a child, it totally is. 
And if I can't find my answers, then I go to the friends or family that I value opinions on and go from there. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. I feel like there's, it's just such a different, like it's just such a big change. And people always say like, well, your life ends and it doesn't end, but it, it gets harder to do things. And so, like I was saying before, like definitely try and ask for help. I need to be so much better about that. Um, date your husband, like don't lose that relationship with him or whoever your spouse or significant other is. Um, because it's easy to kind of not focus on each other. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'll leave it at that. Kind of what you were just getting into about your husband. We wanted to talk about your marriage and between working from home and taking care of Rocky, how do you also prioritize your marriage and relationship with your husband? Yeah. So like I was saying, it's, it's definitely harder. <laughs> you have to put in a ton more effort. Um, going on a date doesn't mean just like deciding like, Hey, we're going to go to dinner tonight in a movie or something. It's all right. We got to find someone to watch Rocky. And then we can't leave until like seven 30 because I have to nurse him to bed and we have to find someone to come stay here literally and just like be a human in our house. So someone's with my child. So it's, a, it's definitely a lot more, but prioritizing that is absolutely huge. Um, I feel like a lot of your time throughout the day, you don't have real conversations because you have a child kind of just like, man, 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 like all day. Like even just right now, I was trying to tell Nathaniel something and he was like, Hey, like, I can't really focus. Cause Rocky was kind of just like fussing. And he was like, can we talk about this? Like tonight when he goes to sleep. And so unfortunately, like your conversations are put on hold, but I think the biggest part is picking it back up when you can. And it's really easy to just be like, all right, whatever. We just won't talk about it and go do your thing at the end of the day. But that's a huge thing. Um, I also feel like just doing things together. Like at the end of the day, especially, it's easy to just go off and do what you want to do. And typically for two people, it's never the exact same, but having a show to watch together or like yesterday, we both like massaged each other's feet. Cause we were like, like, why don't we do that? You know, like, I don't know, just little things to like bring each other together um, is huge. And I feel like at least for us, like Nathaniel and I did not bicker a ton before having Rocky. Um, but after we definitely have more that we can fight about. I mean, we're raising a child and we have different opinions on things. And so that bickering has increased. And um, I feel like just addressing, like, even if you think you were right or whatever, just like addressing the way that you're treating each other is huge um, because you're going to have conversations like that that are not going to be easy and um I don't know. I just feel like at the end of the day, you have to remember you chose your husband. Like you loved him completely for a reason and nothing about having a kid changed that. If anything, it made it better. Um, and just to remember, like you guys are on each other's team. Like you're not working against each other. You're trying to raise this child together. And in the midst of that, you're trying to still like stay in love. I think that's a huge thing. I know this is kind of a sad point, but it makes me really like, sad I guess to think at the fact of like we could fall out of love at some point and so I feel like I use that kind of fear as like a driving force to try and make sure that we're being intentional with each other um we also just don't scream at each other like we I mean there's been maybe one or two times where we've gotten pretty frustrated but we try really hard not to yell at each other and to talk through our fights and arguments and I think that's huge too because when you scream, I feel like you start to say things you don't mean and it just gets like really ugly. So that's a huge role with us too, is just to like kind of 
talk and listen. And yeah, so there's a lot of little things. I think the big grand gestures and the spontaneity of life is not currently a huge priority. It's more so just like connecting with each other and making sure we don't lose each other in the process of parenthood and motherhood. So you mentioned you started dating in high school and you're 26 now. Yes. So how old were you when you got married and you just started to decide all those life things? <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually older than Nathaniel. I was 16 when we met and he was 15. Um, we went to high school together and we moved in together when I was, I think I just turned, we both had just turned 19. So we're 10 months apart. Um, it was in 2015 and we started dating in 2011 and then we lived with each other in well, ever since, but we got married in 2019. So end of 2018, he proposed to me around our seven year anniversary. And then we got married in March the next year. Um, and then we found out we were pregnant with Rocky in December of 2019. And in November of 2019, we moved into our house. So 2019 was kind of a big year for us. <laughs> we kind of just went on with everything. But yeah, we just celebrated 10 years of dating in August. Our anniversary is the 20th. And yeah, it's been super cool because we just have gone through like every single stage of life together. Um, we've never lived alone, which we recently were talking about how crazy that is, but also how cool that is that we've just had each other this entire time. Um, and again, another fear I had was growing apart since we were so young and just like not knowing whose like personality was what we're like, you know what I mean? You're so young. You don't know how someone's going to be, but fortunately it is all aligned with the way we both have wanted to live life and it's been really cool so yeah that's awesome uh how did you know when you were younger like oh like this is the one like I want to have kids with him like how did you know all of that <laughs> you're gonna laugh because I remember um I had dated a couple guys before Nathaniel and my family I don't know I'm sure Kateri you could like adjust this with Bryce but we are all like in when we date someone it's like they're 100% the person it doesn't matter like literally I was 16 years old and I was like 100% in but that's just how we are and so I when I date someone I don't date to just like have fun I date to have I mean I haven't dated since I was 16 but anyways my point is is when I started dating Nathaniel I remember standing in my bathroom and I had been too invested in previous relationships. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy, but I remember looking at myself and just saying like, you can just have fun. Like you don't have to date him to marry him. Like you're 16 years old, like just have fun. And I never, like at that moment, I was like, there's no way I'm going to marry him. Like we're 16. And mm -hmm. so it's funny. Cause that's like where my mind goes when someone asks me like, how'd you know he was the one? Like, <laughs> I mean, there wasn't a certain point I just feel like the amount of time we've spent together over the past 10 years, like has kind of just brought us to like, a, just each experience was like a more validation, if that's the right word. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just felt like as we got older and we started to move past just like the fun high school and we got into like career and just like beliefs and stuff like that, they all continued to line, align and yeah, I mean, I just, there was never a point where I was like, I'm not going to end up with him, if that makes sense. It was more kind of the opposite. It was like more validation over the years rather than like a single moment that was like, that's it. So yeah, I don't know if that's like unique to his story, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's good to hear. I feel like a lot of people think that there has to be some like defining moment or something like that, but mm -hmm. it is, you know, over the years you create all these memories and, you know, just a relationship with that person that, you know, that solidifies everything. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'd hundred percent say that was our experience. It's always so interesting to me because I live. I'm from New York, so I feel like relationships and all that stuff here is very different from how it is in Arizona. People yeah. get married there much younger, and start families much younger. I'm 24, almost 25, and I can't even imagine having a kid right now, which is <laughs> so crazy because I I feel like that's so common, yeah. like in Arizona and around I that felt- area. So. I felt behind, which is funny because 20, I had Rocky at 25 and that is not behind by any means, but that's definitely the culture here for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's I feel like a lot of it has to do with like the, the cost of living out here is so much cheaper. And I don't know, like me and Kara have been dating our boyfriends for almost the same amount of time. And I feel like, you know, kids could be in the next few years. And then like Kara said, she's like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Having, it's just so weird how different things can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I don't know if that's, I mean, it could be personality too, but I do think, um, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to get like too into religion right now, but we do have a lot of Mormons in Arizona. I don't know that New York does, but it's very traditional for them to get married young. And I feel like mm-hmm. I've been surrounded by a lot of people like that. And so that's why I felt late because they get married at like 20. So yeah. <laughs> it's just a different world for sure. Yeah. It's crazy how it's so different. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting for sure. All right. I think that's about all we had. Do you have anything else that you might've wanted to share to, we're hoping a lot of like moms and, you know, people that are interested in motherhood are listening to this. If you have anything you might want to share, I guess now's the time. Yeah. um, Shoot. I don't know. I just, I guess I feel like I hope, yeah, listening to this, the point you guys kind of got was like, it's not an easy journey, but it's so incredibly rewarding And with motherhood, you don't have to lose yourself. You can still work. You can still do the things that you love. Um, You can still be very present in your child's life. And it's not to say that, again, it's the easier path, but it's definitely something that I always pursued and wanted. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just go back to my, like, this is why I did the Go Get a Girl podcast is just because I feel like I'm so strong on like, you can go after and do whatever you want to do. And yeah I don't know I I think that's all I got (laughs) I like that that was great (laughs) yeah I think it it was good to hear a different perspective because a lot of the time the two of us are talking about just like random everyday type things and so it's good to hear a different perspective and hopefully bring people closer to like you know what's going on in their life and everyone's in a different state stage yeah no and that's the biggest thing I feel like finding people who are in the same stage of life is so important because if not, it can feel very alone. And just to play devil's advocate for you guys, if you had all friends that were parents and uh, no one was in like, your just like enjoyment of like being with your spouse and just like living life and figuring out your careers, then it could feel very alone for you too. Um, but that's been a huge part for me too, is like my whole family, no one has kids. I'm the only one. So it's, it's very hard sometimes because none of them get it. Uh, but Nathaniel's family, they have kids. And so it's really comforting being in the similar stage of life. So yeah, I feel like that's a huge part too in life is just like find your people that are doing the same things, different things as well, but just get it, you know? Yeah. I think that's all we had for our interview today. Before we get into our sweet thing of the week, I just wanted to say again that Kyleen, um, you can follow her on Instagram. My Instagram is at Kyleen Rael. So that's K-I-L-E-A-N-R-Y-E-E-L. 
Uh, my YouTube is Kyleen Rodriguez. And then my podcast, I don't think I'm going to plug because I don't know if we're continuing, but if you want to go listen to old episodes, I guess you could, it's at go get a girl podcast. Um, yeah, I think that's all of them. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I love Kyleen's Instagram. She, all, she does this thing on her stories where they're like, you know, you do mama Mondays and what we eat Wednesdays and try to like uh, plan them out. And I think that's so unique and it's a good way to structure things. And her son is just the cutest thing. So you, everyone should go follow her just for honestly, just the cutest content ever. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Her Instagram's so cute. (laughs) All right. I guess with that being said, we can get into our sweet thing of the week. So my sweet thing this week is I they're called the Hershey dipped pretzels. So they're like dipped in chocolate. Ooh, yeah. I like randomly just found them in the store and I bought them and they were really good. So they're I like, know. I think they're dipped in milk chocolate and they have like a dark chocolate drizzle on top. Really good. <laughs> that sounds so good. I love chocolate dipped pretzels. Mm. Um, my sweet thing this week as we're getting into fall and I'm lighting all my fall candles is the Pillsbury ready to bake pumpkin sugar cookie dough. You know, the little Pillsbury cookies with the pumpkins on them. They're my favorite. I love them so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went to Target and bought like eight packs because I can't (laughs) run out. I feel like all the stores run out of them in the beginning of fall. So I can't let that happen to me this year. That's so funny. I need to go get some of those. Those just like scream fall to me. (laughs) Oh, okay. I feel like I have not gotten like anything crazy exciting the only thing I could think of was the fact that I've switched from iced coffee to hot coffee and it's still a hundred degrees in Arizona. So I don't know who I'm trying to fool, but (laughs) it's been so good, which I, I have not drank hot coffee. Like I can't even remember the last time, like years. So it's been weird for me. (laughs) Do you have a a favorite order, like a hot coffee order? Okay. So I've been making it at home because I've been so bad. I, I will tell that though, because I love the blonde roast, um, Keurigs. I use just the Starbucks brand. And then the creamer that I like is a, it's nature's mate, but it's an almond based creamer in vanilla. And I have a very like sensitive stomach to dairy. And so, but I can't have coffee without creamer. So this has been like such a good alternative. Um, and then if I'm going, I'll give you like my little coffee orders, um, at Starbucks, I've been liking the pumpkin cream cold brew again, just trying to get into the season. And then, um, oh, Dutch bros. I like the golden Eagle with 2% instead of brevet because the brevet is thick. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Sarah's a big coffee girl, so she will definitely be trying your recommendations. Well, yes, <laughs> I need to try the pumpkin cream cold brew. I've been hearing a lot of good things about that, so I need to try it. It's super good. It's a nitro cold brew though, so it's like definitely stronger. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's like sweetening it is the cold foam, mm-hmm. which I feel like is good. But yeah, it definitely will kind of get you like a little... A little antsy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try that. <laughs> you should. All right. Well, I guess that is gonna be it for this week's mm-hmm. episode. Thank you so much, Kyleen, for coming on the podcast. It was so fun to have you here and talk about all things motherhood and social media and all that kind of stuff. Thank you guys for having me. It was so fun. And like I said, I haven't recorded in a little bit, so it's getting me like wanting to talk again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for being on with us. <laughs> So like we said, you know where to find Kyleen on YouTube, Instagram, and her podcast if you want to go back and listen to those episodes. But in addition, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that podcasts are heard, and leave us a review that we might just read on our next episode. 
And also make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sweet Thangs Podcast. We'll catch you next week right here on the Sweet Thangs Podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Katiri. And I'm Kayleen. And have the sweetest day.